Uh, hey everybody, welcome to uh, episode 26 of the Ask LFC podcast. Uh, we are here rolling on a Thursday uh, morning here on Gilead Road. It's good to be with you guys as we're kind of wrapping up a mini series that we've been in here over the past month or so uh, that uh, there's there's no pressure on this for our guests today. This is just what we're calling it. We're calling it five weeks with smart people that love Jesus and know stuff. So uh, without any further ado, we have a, uh, a guest joining us this uh, morning who is a ministry partner here at Lake Forest Church. Uh, this is Susan Richards. Susan, good to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So uh, what in a nutshell is your uh, the, your family's history of being a part of Lake Forest Church? Ah, um, we go way back. So uh, my husband and I actually met Mitch White when we were in college um, over 20 years ago, where he was our inner varsity campus leader. And he played a pivotal role in just bringing us to the place of personal relationship with Christ and um, moved away, got married, moved back to town and um, went straight to Lake Forest. And we've been ministry partners here for... 15 years. Wow. And then just just after uh, uh, Lake Forest Davidson launched in in the in the just aftermath of that, you guys mm-hmm. have been uh, ministry partners at Lake Forest Davidson for the last mm-hmm. seven, eight years or so. Yeah, about yeah. seven, eight years. And my husband's an elder there. That's great. Um, well, Susan is here with us today um, to speak a little bit about uh, something that has has been on a lot of our minds uh, as we've been living through, particularly the last six or seven months, and it's it's so wild to think about uh, when this all first started and we shut down. It was like, it was like, oh, it'd be crazy if we aren't back to normal by Easter. <laughs> like that <laughs> felt like so bizarre. And now here we are uh, into September. And the world is still crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about anxiety mm-hmm. and worry uh, today. So, Susan, what uh, what 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 are you what are you working towards right now and, and it, when it comes to mental health, anxiety, mm-hmm. worry that those topics? Um, well, I can say I'm human like everyone else, yep. and so <laughs> what I experience, you probably experience as well, and um, have walked my own journey of um, healing and growth, and um, what does it look like to turn towards the Lord instead of away from Him, mm-hmm. and our pain and our suffering, and along that road have found healing like no other. Um, as a result, that's propelled me to seek to understand more, to gain knowledge and understanding um, where I can, and pursue different trainings in um, discipleship counseling care and biblical counseling care, um, all forms of one another ministry. Awesome. Okay, well, two boxes checked. She loves Jesus and knows (laughs) stuff, so let's dive in and we'll figure it out together. Um, So I guess I want to start with this, because this is something that, uh, that, that Mike and I have talked about on here, but it's been a while and I'd be curious to hear your thought. And I know there's a certain direction we're going to spend most of our time on, on this, but there, there are, um, I mean, more than a couple, but I'll way generalize and say there are a couple different kinds of anxiety. There's one that, uh, that is a, a, a clinic, there, there are anxiety disorders that are, yeah. exist outside of 
anything that's been going on over the past six or seven months that mm-hmm. that that some people wrestle with. And then there's kind of this situational anxiety that has existed in most of us mm-hmm. in, in the uncertainty and, and all the things that we're going through. So um, what do you what do you see as I don't know what what what's the major difference between those two things, I guess, mm-hmm. first of all, like something that is a longstanding um, you know, mental health challenge for people or something that's just like, these are anxieties and worries that we all deal with and struggle with. Yeah, that's a great question. I think first, even before even diving into that subject, remembering that in the context of what we're broadcasting this information, that we're throwing the net broad and hoping to speak to a wide audience. So it's difficult without the person right before you to speak to their specific situation, which sure. might be a more um, uh, diagnosable situation that could be lost with the broad generalities. But, um, you know, anxiety can be physical, can be emotional, it can be spiritual. Um, but what, what we do know, and for the purposes of this, is that it is a common to man human experience the sense that something is just wrong. Mm. And if you think back to even just Genesis and Adam and Eve in the garden, um, they hide and they're experiencing this fear, this feeling something is just wrong. And the story continues, but God moves towards them and they courageously move towards God as well. I um I remember I, I I grew up down in South Florida and I I remember once when I was in about like third or fourth grade I I had a experience that that I think about whenever this comes up I was at a friend's house mm-hmm. and I'd done something uh, dumb and gotten in trouble at at their house but their parents didn't know only the other kids so I I bolted down the street and for like legitimately three or four days. I spent most of my time like looking out the front window and I'm just like waiting. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to get in major trouble. (laughs) Like that feeling. And it's like your whole like self all the way down just feels like that's, and that's what that reminds me of is, you know, Adam and Eve are, are hiding and they're just like waiting. They're waiting for something, something to happen. And, uh, it's, it's, it's something that can just like, it takes over your whole self, you know? Yeah, that's a great example, too, because in, in a way you could see that as well as very uncomfortable, but yet a gift at the same time that God put inside of us these sensations, these physical sensations that something really is wrong. Mm. Sometimes those sensations are leading us down the accurate path, and sometimes those sensations are disproportionate to the situation. But in that example, your body was telling you what your brain might not yet have been able to articulate, that something was very wrong and it needed to be made right. So how do, how do we then, mm-hmm. um, as, we're, as you and I were talking before we started this, you had a, a, a really good way of saying it. It's, it's like um, we sometimes can sweep things under the rug because it's hard to deal with um i think it's james that even talks about that in the new testament like it's there are times where the mirror is in front of us and it's really hard to look into because i'm i'm afraid of what i'm what i'm gonna see and once i see it clearly i know i'm gonna have to like deal with it all the way Mm -hmm. so sometimes we just sweep these things under 
Um, but especially lately as we've been walking around, we're finding, uh, as we, as we spend more time Mm -hmm. in, in a small bubble space, we're not in our normal work routines. Mm -hmm. We're not in our normal spaces that, uh, we keep tripping over the little (laughs) bumps we've swept under there. (laughs) So how do we recognize, um, how do we, how do we start to figure out what those bumps are when we're tripping on them? Yeah. Um, they first have to annoy you enough that you're willing to stop and pay attention to the bump. Hmm. That's the hardest part and the first part. So you have to first name there is a bump and it's bothering me. It's interfering with other aspects of my life. And I've, I've got to wrinkle out. I've got to smooth out that bump or remove what's under the bump. The bump sure. needs to be tended to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as it comes to that, as you take that first step and you realize mm-hmm. you need to figure something out, what are, what, are some, what are some ways that we can start to address the, the worries and the anxieties yeah. that we start to uncover when we're, when we're becoming honest with ourselves? Oh, that's so good. That's usually the point where we want to turn away yeah. and just try to smush the bump and get it to smooth out without understanding what the bump is, what's underneath the bump. Um, the willingness of heart to move towards the thing that is scary to us instead of moving away from it. And all throughout scripture, God gives examples. And Mike Moses even spoke this Sunday about Nehemiah not turning away from the fear, away from the mocking, away from the um, areas of weakness, but rather turning towards them with bold, courageous faith. And so what does it look like to turn towards it? Um, Sometimes your body will represent that you are not in a place of moving towards it when you are functioning out of fear versus love. And just starting with that is a naming naming place. I I think there's a part of it too. I talked with Amy a little bit about this last week in a different context, but Mm -hmm. we... um, at times it's hard to deal with it just because we're like straight up in survival mode yeah. and like getting yeah. to that next level of st- starting to try and figure out what the thing is that's bothering me. Yeah. There are times where it can feel so overwhelming that all we're just trying to do is put out the small fire that's in front mm-hmm. of us and then mm-hmm. move on to the next one. And then, you know, we'll come back and deal with it at some point later. So how, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, what are, what are some ways that we can, get, I don't know, get out of the survival mode enough mm, to, mm-hmm. to start to tackle some of these things. Because when we do, it's like that weird inverse thing that mm-hmm. dealing with those gets us out of survival <laughs> mode, right? Because we're in a healthier place. Right, right. But how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if I could break it down even to like a four-step process, let me try to unpack what, what that would look like right. to keep it in a simplified podcast, speak into the general public, here are a couple of nuggets sure. format. Um, you want to take the thing that is bothering you or the bump and identify it. You can't fix a problem that you don't know exists or that you're not willing to fix. So naming the bump, saying there's something's here that I'm not comfortable with, and I'm not willing to go forward anymore, ignoring that this thing is here. I think it's very freeing to know that you um, can be honest and say, I don't have the answers. Hmm. I don't even know how to 
I don't know what to do. Um, I don't, I don't even know how, um, to fix this problem. Um, sometimes what will stop us first is the shame and that, that I'm a mess and I can't figure out how to clean myself up before I present myself to others and hope for acceptance. Mm. So, um, naming it and having a plan in place for what to do with it when you name it. And maybe that plan is, um, I don't know who to call, but I can call one of the pastors. Mm. I bet they can get me to the right place. Um, I don't know who to call, but I'm going to take the courage to reach out to a friend and share this big thing, this big bump that I've never spoken of before. And I'm going to risk putting it out there in the light for the Lord to heal what has been in the darkness. That's the first step. The second step would be having the courage to listen to what your fear, your worry, your anxiety, whatever the magnitude of it is, to listen to what it is saying. This I think of my children all the time. I, I, tell, I say, kids, you know, mom wants you to do something and you get this look, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. They know everything. Mm-hmm. So are we willing, as children of the Lord, to listen to what God might want to speak to us? Would we be willing to trust he is a good God who's for us? He's got our back. He already knows what's going on. He knows the bump inside and out. And he goes before us, behind us, and he never leaves or forsakes us. And so can I trust that he will not leave me in misery, hiding whatever this fear is, whatever Mm. this fear is. Um, So listen to what it might be. Um, You know, I can give you an example um, just to carry that thread is uh, an anxiousness popped up in me recently. And I was on, um, well, I was asleep. And I live in a family with three hunters, three boys. And fall rolls around and they kind of disappear for a couple of months. Mm And they're off in the woods doing their thing. And um, I woke up early one morning and they're all gone. And um, I just woke up with anxiousness. And I didn't know why, but my body was telling me I'm anxious. Checked in with my husband later that day and I texted and said, I'm feeling. And then I listed all my symptoms. I feel stressed. I woke up at such and such time. I can't sleep. And on and on I listed my symptoms. And then I paused, I sent the text, and then I thought, his response is probably not going to help because we've been married 20 years. I know how he's going to respond. And he did just what I thought, but I had already played this out in my head, so follow my train of thought here. He replied back, I'm so sorry. And I thought, well, my response is going to be, I don't want your sorry. Because what I was recognizing, I paused in that moment long enough to let my body cue me in that something is wrong. Hmm. But what I didn't realize in the moment that I sent the text was what I sent was a complaint of misery. And my husband responded with compassion on my hurting. He responded beautifully. But what I actually needed, and sometimes this is what... Um, women will present what I needed was coming out in the form of a complaint I'm complaining about all these things but there's really something I need that's below that complaint Hmm. so if you don't draw it out of me 
I got to kind of learn how to share what my need is. Sure. So I recognize in that moment, I actually, what I'm needing in this moment is encouragement. I'm needing for you to tell me the truth, to speak truth to me and to where my fears are. Mm. And um, in that, I gave my husband a job to do, which oftentimes our husbands like to know how they can fix the problem. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. So I took (laughs) what was kind of an abstract problem identified what the need was, was able to communicate it, and then he was able to be a participant and one another care of each other Hmm. and help me with my problem. Not fix it to throw the rug over the bump, but to really say, I hear what you need and here's what I can do. Hmm. And he came back with just the most encouraging... um, truth the next couple of days spoken to me that absolutely helped pull me from some of those fears yeah that's been such a huge thing um um, there have been seasons you know where um my kids in various stages of growing up have wrestled with anxiety and that that thing that you just said is such a huge deal about um learning how to try and tell yourself the Mm -hmm. truth um, and, and having others speak truth to you, there's so many times where, um, and it's not like mm-hmm. you said, when you started this, it's not like a, it's not like a cure all. It's going to be different for different people, but it's at least like a, a tool in the tool belt of mm-hmm. worry and anxiety is just straight up telling yourself about the truth about the situation. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're worried something's going to happen to you in the middle of the night. Well, tell yourself the truth. We have a big dog. You live on the second (laughs) story. Like we're just down the hall. Like tell yourself things that you know are true. And it starts, um, taking some of the, at least some of the teeth out of that, Mm -hmm. that anxiety that's trying to get at you. And you realize Mm -hmm. that at least some of it is, is unfounded. that, That can be, it can be hard to hear it, though, sometimes when you're in the moment, for sure. Very hard. And if that's where you are, I would just encourage everybody who's listening this that if you are terrified to share what your anxiety is or what your fear is, just to speak that to the person that's sitting with you and say, hey, I have something really big I want to share and I'm really scared to share it. Would you just be willing to listen to me without you? I don't need you to say anything back. I just need to share all right, so we have identify it. We have have the courage to listen uh, to, to what it's saying. So where do we go from there? Yeah, all right, so step three and four, we're getting deeper. Step three would be asking a open-ended question. What about this anxiety situation mm-hmm. bothers me? What about this bothers me? I'm going to reference to Psalm 55. Actually, I think I have it handy. Hang on. Nice. Um, I love this because it's such an example of our human inclination. When we reach this point, I'm uncomfortable. There's an issue. There's a bump. And um, I would rather not feel it. This is what we tend to want to do. Um, David says, my heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me and horror overwhelms me. 
And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. Hmm. I would rather fly away from this issue and be totally isolated than have to deal with it. I mean, that's very pertinent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, for me, my my way of, of doing that is is, you know, is just straight up distraction mm-hmm. and just unplugging your brain for a second and being stuck in, in a yeah. phone or something else where you you just kind of create like a level of distance between mm-hmm. yourself and your, the rest <laughs> of your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when you reach that point, remember that that's okay. It's okay to be absolutely filled with terror and horror and so forth. David shows that he was. But what we do with it really matters. Mm. So asking, what is this feeling telling me is going to give you valuable information that you need in order to participate in your own redemption. So you might uncover something that feels scary to hear, but when the truth inserts into it, it brings about healing. And maybe you hear, you know, you, you uncover that bump on the rug and you move towards what's causing that fear and you realize, oh, you know, at the heart of all of this, if anybody finds out I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, if they find out nobody will love me, and if that's true, what do I do with that? Because that feels hopeless. Hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of that pressure um, is, the, is the pressure that we, that part of telling yourself the truth, I, to overly generalize, I feel mm-hmm. like many of the times we have that feeling it is the pressure that we are putting on ourselves mm-hmm. way more than, than any real pressure that's existing from anyone that we care about trying to put mm-hmm. that on us is something mm-hmm. that we feel and, and internalize as I need to, I need to be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then step four in that is, is that we have an invitation in that moment to either move towards the truth, towards God, or we have, have the option to choose not to. And because God is so full of love, he allows us to make that choice. But when we move towards him, the gift is that we can sit honestly in relationship with him and that just his presence promotes peace um, that he is actually that antidote for anxiety um, when we take our request to God, when we take that to him. And then that plays out in various ways. Okay, that's awesome. So identify it, have courage to listen to what it's saying, ask yourself a question of uh, what about this is bothering me, and then you have to, you have to come to a decision point to say, do I want to move move closer to uh, God and his peace and what he has mm-hmm. for me, or do I want to stay where I am or even, you know, continue moving in, in mm-hmm. a direction away? Does that sum it up pretty yeah, well? Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, and for all those listening, if you get to that place of, I don't know what to do with this, pick up the phone. And, and find yeah. someone that you trust or a pastor mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Lake Forest or someone that you can speak yeah. openly with about stuff like this. Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and to that point, I, I think, like you mentioned, the face-to-face um, part of all this, you know, that 
with a hundred people, there's a hundred situations and Mm -hmm. speaking with somebody who is good at something like this will, will, will help you get a lot closer to figuring out some more direct, direct next steps you might need to take for you. Because on some of these things, um, the anxiety or, or worry are caused by things that it's going to take more work for us mm-hmm. to fix than just recognizing yeah. what it is. Like it's a, it's a pattern of behavior in ourselves. It's a situation yeah. that we find ourselves in. It's the way that we are being uh, treated by somebody that we work with or mm-hmm. live with. It's causing, so there, yeah. you know, there, there are, uh, there are steps to take from that that are, are more than recognizing it, but it sure helps to start there because then yeah. you can at least start to, to get your, grip around what's happening right 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 and once you walk through those first kind of four beginning steps you get to the place where healing can begin i really like uh susan what you said about uh, you know it's one of the one of the names of uh, jesus is is the prince mm-hmm. of peace mm-hmm. and there comes a point where um you, one of the truths that you have to tell yourself is um trusting in the comfort that that God desires for you, even if you're not feeling it in the moment, mm-hmm. and some of the times you're you're not feeling it, it could literally be your actual anatomy and chemistry mm-hmm. of your brain mm-hmm. that is like mm-hmm. keeping you from experiencing <laughs> that, and you have to tell yourself the truth about that as well. It's like yes. it's it's not that God is not good. This is the way that I am made in this moment. I may be lacking in a literal chemical in my brain that's making me feel like crap right now. That's right. Yeah, that's a real reality, right? Like I mentioned earlier, just the varying, the physical components, the biological components of that cause us to feel a certain way. Um, I always go back to Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I speak this over my kids all the time. Lean not on your own understanding. Mm. It doesn't make sense to you. It won't makes sense to you but trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he he will be doing it he will make your path uh, yeah especially yeah. when especially when you take the pressure off yourself to feel like you have to be the expert at everything right away or not mm-hmm. reveal weakness because then there's there's no steps to take in any direction but part of the gift that god has given yeah. us uh are the are the strengths that we have in the people that are, are around us who are good at something that we may be mm-hmm. terrible at or have a blind spot to. Absolutely. And that reminds me of something that um, a dear pastor by the name of Mitch White said to me 15 years ago <laughs> when I was going through a very intense period of grief. And I'll just share it. Maybe it's beneficial for somebody on here. We lost a child at birth. And we went through the process of grieving and um, learning that we needed to share our hurts with others and that it was important to allow others um, the gift of caring for us. It wasn't just about us, but we needed to allow others to be used um, and and, uh, us to need some someone else to mm-hmm. walk into our into our story. So I I encourage that for anybody who's listening and feels like I just can't share this, that it's actually a gift to allow somebody to walk into your story. Yeah, to to take our earlier analogy to a way extreme because I'm hoping it doesn't get to this point <laughs> for most people. But have you ever seen? Uh, there's a number of them, but these these TV shows where they go into someone's house and they're they're a hoarder. 
Oh, yeah. And, they're, and it's like <laughs> every piece of mail they've gotten for 30 years and every bit of furniture and stuff. So it's like, you know, at, at a certain point, mm-hmm. there, there's no more rug to sweep things under. And, yeah. and it starts just, it starts getting really bad for you to, yeah. to keep um, holding that stuff in, uh, you know, and for most people, it's, at, at some point, that's going to that tension that's building is going to Mm -hmm. release itself in a way that's probably going to hurt you or someone else around you, Mm -hmm. even just in a, an outburst or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I wholeheartedly agree Mm -hmm. with that sentiment. Absolutely. That's a great visual just to kind of bring this all full circle that if you keep trying to sweep it under the rug, you can keep trying, but it is going to come out. Yeah. You run out of rug eventually. You run out of rug. (laughs) That's right. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for coming and, and sharing, um, sharing your knowledge and your thoughts with us. Um, we, uh, will be back next week. Uh, we'll be back with pastor Mike. Uh, we are getting ready Mm -hmm. over the next three weeks here at, uh, Lake Forest and Huntersville where we are, uh, we're talking about some things that, that we, we really think, uh, some space here on the podcast will be uh, helpful to unpack a little bit more. You know, just just little things like uh, justice and politics. Mm. <laughs> so, woo, light subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back with you guys uh, shortly. Uh, once again, Susan, appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks. Bye.